Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Don't skip this. It's not an ad. Just drop it in to let you know that this episode that you're about to listen to was initially released as a subscriber-only bonus episode. But since we're still taking a little time off to kick off the new year, we're releasing this one for free to the public today. And even better, because the subject of today's episode is part one of a three-part documentary series called Sir No Face. We decided to cover part two over on the Conspiracy the Show podcast, where me and Olivia Hydar are discussing Two-Face the Gray, which is part two in this documentary series. And that is up right now. If you want to listen to part two, just head over to anchor.fm slash conspiracy the show or anywhere else podcasts are downloaded and search for conspiracy the show. You'll find it. And hey, thanks. We love you. Let's get to the show. Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo? Oh, you did it. That's Cindy. <laughs> Cindy's here. How's it going? Hello. And I'm it's Adam. Good. Adam Todd Brown, specifically, and that's Cindy Aravina, and we're your hosts. It is us, your friends, your confidants. Your best friends, I would argue. Well, along with Carrie, the three of us. Yeah. The yeah. holy trinity of your best friends, listeners. And you know what? We're honored. We're honored to be that. We'll be there for you in spirit, not physically. Yeah. When the rain starts to fall. <laughs> that's the only other line I know from the Friends theme. I'm very sorry, everybody. Cindy, can we talk about how much I hate this fucking documentary that we're talking about today? Oh, I'm right there with you. So, so awful. It reminds me of a movie that me and Caitlin covered at one point called The Blackwell Ghost, which is a found footage horror film, but the person who made it is adamant that it's all real footage. And it's clearly not. It's clearly fake. And we reached out <laughs> and they like did not break kayfabe at all. They were still pretending like it was real. This is worse. I think this is worse. You've never seen The Blackwell Ghost, but if I told you this is worse than most movies you've seen, I feel like you'd probably just agree yeah this was so hard to get through it's a it's not an australian documentary per se Mm -mm. but it's about an incident that happened in australia and the documentary is called sir no face and i think the name got me i think it was the name that i saw that name and i was like yeah this sounds the name like is cool the name is intriguing the name is cool and the description is fascinating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it says the Australian government's first sanctioned ghost hunting <laughs> expedition. And I was like, holy shit. They got like the prime minister. They have a prime minister in Australia, yes. right? Okay. Yes, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. But no, it's not that. It's like some local conservatory group, but we'll get there. It's not really the government, but yeah, you can watch this on Amazon prime. If you must, there are three of these, which I cannot fathom. Why? What more was there to tell? This documentary by itself could have been 
a 10 to 15 minute YouTube video at best. Or a series of TikToks for the love of God. (laughs) (laughs) He takes, what is it? Maybe a second and a half of supposed ghost footage and turns it into an hour and 48 minute documentary. Ouch. That's long. Yeah, guys, this is truly a case of we watched it so you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people might want to hate watch it. It feels like if Woodstock 99 Limp Biscuit <laughs> made a ghost documentary. This guy, he's a paranormal investigator named Chad Kalick. Is it Kalick or Salick? I don't even remember anymore. I think Kalick, yeah. I was very confused on how to say his name the first five minutes and then finally someone said it and I was like, okay, thank God. Yeah. And he's either based in Austin, Texas or Santa Monica, California. I hope it's Texas, but I could barely tell. Yeah. It seems like it starts in Austin, but for the rest of it, he's mostly in California. So we could have had him on the pod probably, but no dice. No. He's gotten all the say he gets when it comes (laughs) to this documentary. It is our turn to talk, because here's the thing, boy, does he talk a lot in this. Yeah, not only is he talking, he's also using, like, voice modulation to narrate different parts of this movie. Right, it's him the whole time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's him that sounds like this. I hope that's all it is, because that was not me using any voice modulation. <laughs> that was just me <laughs> it putting was just on some airs. doing a voice. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's all it is. This is his real He's going to get into voiceover work after this. This is secretly his pitch for that. This documentary, we've already talked about how long it is or how it's too long. Like it starts with us meeting his ghost hunting team, which makes sense, Mm -hmm. but also his family for some reason. And that's fine if this is going to turn into one of those things where it's like, oh, I went and did this ghost hunting thing. I brought this ghost home with me and now... My kid has a third eye on the back of her head. Yeah. If it was going to be something like that. But no, we've had, we love him to death. He is a frequent guest on the network, Danger Van Gorder. He's been on this podcast. He was just on last week's Conspiracy the Show. And he is a father. He's a new father. One of his kids is a little older, but he just had a baby. And boy, does he love to pick them up. And put them on camera when we're recording podcasts. And it's like, I get it, but it's not what we're doing here. <laughs> That's this guy. This guy just wanted you to know his daughter is cute as a button. And she is. She is. She is. She's adorable. Yes. Little Gracie. Right. But also, I don't give no fuck. Like, no. I, show me the ghosts, man. Don't bore Her us. Her dad is embarrassing. She will be embarrassed by this when she is older. <laughs> yeah. He's got the backwards hat. Oh. He, he looks like... <laughs> Fred Durst, if Fred Durst didn't make it. Thank you. I wrote that in my notes, and (laughs) I love that you brought up Woodstock 99. It's so on theme. (laughs) What a tool, dude. It's a weird energy coming from this guy, because he presents himself as, like, the utmost expert on ghost hunting footage, and he keeps talking about how if this footage that they're covering in this documentary is fake. He's going to know Like if anyone's going to know, he's going to know. And it's like, why the fuck would you know? You were on like one season of paranormal state. Fuck are you? I also don't like that. He shades all those other ghost hunting teams. I almost slipped and said ghost adventures, but yeah, <laughs> sorry. Zach is such a showman and you wear 
Limp Biscuit hats and do slow mo shots of you smoking cigarettes. It feels pretentious. Ah, I'm so mad it's- at this documentary. I changed my mind. I want everyone to watch it. <laughs> And tweet at us. Tell us if we're crazy. It seems like the worst. Yeah, we have to suffer. You all have to suffer. It feels like maybe the worst ghost hunting documentary I've ever seen. It's just so funny how hard he roasts all these ghost shows. And then his documentary is of the same caliber of too many edits, too many filters, too much unnecessary text on screen. Just... It's like he learned what video editing was and practiced it all in this documentary. A little bit. Yeah. He's got Mm -hmm. all of those scenes where he's just talking directly to the camera, but you can tell it's one of those newfangled live streaming cameras that just follows your face everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here's the thing, bub. We don't need that. How about Mm -hmm. you just point a camera at your face and we'll understand that you're moving around. It's fine. We're not going to be thrown off by that. I don't need a camera following your face when you're just moving four to six inches to the left and right. There's a lot of weird creative decisions here, but I also feel like everything about this is fake. Thank you for saying that because, yeah, not only does the ghost footage that he talks about in this documentary seem fake, there were several times in this documentary where I paused to check how much time was left in this documentary, but also just to say out loud... Is he trolling us? Is he faking all of this? Did he even go to Australia? Yeah, it feels like that. Like, it feels like he sat down and saw this footage and was like, how can I build a movie around this? Mm -hmm. And it takes this angle where he's like presenting himself as this master debunker of ghost footage. And it's like, citation needed. Who the fuck are you? You can tell he's got some fans. Mm-hmm. But they show one of his screenings, and here's the thing. If Unpops made a fucking movie and held a screening in Austin, Texas, we'd fill that room too. And that's not me saying I'm a ghost expert. It's me saying this guy probably isn't the luminary in the field that he makes himself out to be. It doesn't add up. No. It was like a half-full conference room of a hotel's worth of people. <laughs> yeah. And so... It involves this paranormal investigator, Chad Kalick, and also the West Sydney paranormal researchers. <laughs> whisper. Yeah. It took me a bit to catch that that's what they meant. They kept saying whisper. It's like, oh. It was the accent. Whisper. Yeah. We're part of whisper. And he meets them during this trip to Australia. And at one of those meetings, he meets that group's founder, a guy named Craig Powell. And Craig Powell becomes vital to this story pretty quickly. And Chad and Craig decide to go do some ghost hunting together in Australia. Not the first time. The first time Chad went there, he just met Craig and was like, ooh, you seem like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there is a palpable sense of mistrust toward Craig Powell that's coming from Chad Kalick all the time. And I don't know if I buy it no craig just seems you know i think it's a case of game recognized game because they're both like just these i mean i wouldn't really call chad that charismatic but i'm also not a fan of his yeah he's got enough of a following to where he could travel to australia to screen his film sure sure but they both just seemed like guys i don't know they'd seem like they would play on the same bowling league yeah i mean people underestimate how 
big the world is. Like, there's enough room for so many of us to have a Chad Kalick-sized following (laughs) and just be anonymous as shit to most of the world. And he seems like just your average ghost hunting guy. But the tone of this documentary is, you can trust me, I'm Chad Kalick. I was on Paranormal State for a season. And it's like the host of that show is a huge scam artist who I think is in jail now. But, oh, God. Okay. And so this footage they find, it happens on Cockatoo Island, which is in Australia. It does seem like a creepy place. Yeah. Kind of the Alcatraz of Australia, if you will. It used to be an Aboriginal fishing base, but it turned into a convict prison in 1839. And I'm sure those Aboriginal people got a sweet deal in exchange for that land. I'm sure that is just generational wealth that is still taking care of them to this day. Oh yeah, super chill, super, lots of money, definitely. Either that or they just let them live in the prison and not leave. Probably that. Probably that. I don't mind how he handles the history part of the documentary because he really blows through it. And that's a thing Mm -hmm. I normally like when I'm watching a ghost hunting documentary is like, you know, tell me the history, but don't dwell on it. In retrospect, he should have dwelled on it. He should have replaced some of the anything else with just history about Cockatoo Island because it was kind of interesting. It was pretty interesting. Of all the things, that was the part where I zoned out the least. I think I was actually looking at the screen for most of that. Yeah. And the thing is, it's interesting, but it doesn't go anywhere. He talks about it being a prison island, and then at one point the Nazis show up. And all along that way, nothing has happened that would indicate why this place is haunted. I mean, everywhere is haunted. Yeah, people die all places at all times. Yeah, every place you've ever been, unless it is new construction, is haunted. And even that is built on top of something, something Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be on top of. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) he doesn't specify really why this island is haunted or who's haunting it. But we're supposed to just assume it's got a nasty history, so it's haunted. And I'm sure, again, it is, it is. But they uncovered a bunch of convict prison torture cells in 2009 in an archaeological dig. And even then, it's like, okay, did they kill them, though? Because if not, why would they come back there in the afterlife? That's not how that works. Trust me, I know. (laughs) Yeah, so many things about this made me mad. For one, Chad, men, if you're going to be on camera and you got hairy ears, just shave those ears, pluck those ear hairs. It looks really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. You notice that, too. Chad seems like he's probably my relative age. And yeah, just... Run some clippers back there. Those ear hairs were unruly. They were long. And the way he was lighting himself. (laughs) From the back. Like they were really stealing the show. Yes. Yeah, that part was very distracting. (laughs) And now that we've mentioned it, if you watch this, you will never not see those ear hairs. But it's just. You can't miss them. That's probably why the streaming camera was following his face. It's like, look at those fucking ear. Come on, dude. Shave those. There's like an extended skit where they all try Vegemite because they're in Australia. (laughs) Can you imagine? What do they call it? Like dirt milk? Yeah, something like that. So gross. So gross. Can you imagine if every person who ever filmed or recorded something in Australia also included a short bit about Vegemite and how fucking annoying that would be? 
Honestly, it was disrespectful. It was almost as disrespectful as the Outback Steakhouse commercial that came on while I was watching this. <laughs> that happened? <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, is this part of the documentary? Oh, it's... And then I see the little ad circle with the time running down. And I was like, okay, no, it just... It thinks that I'm interested in Australian cuisine. Great. Yeah, it does make sense. I had never tried it before I went to Outback, but Australia does make great food. That Bloomin' Onion... Come on. It's delicious, but it's, guys, it's not actually, I mean, Australians, they're a multicultural country, much like the U.S. They just eat everything. There's not really, except for Vegemite. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know that we have Australian listeners, and I hope that they will chime in on this. They eat blooming onions, cheese fries (laughs) with bacon, Vegemite, and Alice Springs chicken and steak. Alice Springs chicken is a dish you can get at Outback that I think is named after an area in Australia. Nothing else to eat there. It's crazy. Nuts. No other American companies at all. I had a weird dream once that I applied for a job at Outback and they made me take a history test about Australia (laughs) and I did not pass. Do you remember any of the questions? No. I just remember being humiliated that I wasn't smart enough to work at Outback. And then I woke up and was like, woof. I don't work at Outback. You're like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I did used to love drinking at Outback, though, because they had the buy one, get one free happy hour, which is irresponsible as shit. It's like, hey, you're fresh off work. How about before you drive home, you drink six to eight tap beers for the price of three to four. Very bad. But also, yes, please. Did it a whole bunch. Just joking. I almost never have a license. Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. And so after he does the Vegemite sketch, then there's the montage about how in the U.S. Chad's ghost hunting team is like the best. It's like, fucking says who? How come you ain't on the Travel Channel? We never heard of you or your team. I mean, does he even have a YouTube show? I just found that part gross. It seems like he's really trying to sell the fact that he's more reputable or more trustworthy than most ghost hunters. And it's like, why? Based on what? That's the thing, though, about ghost hunting, too, is it's tourism, right? It's entertainment. 
there's a reason these things are not usually funded by the state because it's just for funsies. Right. One of the big angles he goes for in this documentary is that if this footage that this team catches is real, it's going to change their life. It's going to change their life overnight. And it's like, fucking how? In what world is that going to make you rich? And also, if it was that definitive of proof that ghosts were real, man, the government would seize that from you so quick. I don't know who the comedian is, but there's a joke out there about how if ghosts are real, you're not going to find out about it on the season three premiere of Ghost Hunters. Yeah. That's going to be major, major news. And you're not going to find out in Sir No Face either. It's not even good footage. It looks fake. It's not. It looks incredibly fake. And the way he vets it being real, I feel like I believe in ghosts less as a result of watching this documentary. He throws out all these statistics, like a study from the, an Australian university showed that 75% of people in the world believe in ghosts. And it's like, so how is this going to change the world that we're going to make the other 25% believe in ghosts? Everyone's already an asshole to each other. The other 25% is not going to help. Yeah, he's got really lofty ambitions for what happens when we all find out ghosts are real. It's like, did you see what happened when we found out UFOs are real? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. We went back to watching verses on Instagram, <laughs> Triller, wherever it's on. And what really bothers me is the ghost. For one thing, Sir No Face is a cool name, but it does this thing. Like the first footage that they show, the claim is that this ghost kind of on command can make a room just light up as if there was like a flash of lightning. And you see it in one of the videos and it does look pretty neat, but also it's just that like, it's just a flash of light. Also, now that I think about it, when it was on night vision and that flash happened, was someone holding that camera? Cause that person was going to be fucked up if they were looking through a night vision lens when that flash happened. I've seen Step Brothers. I know what happens when you turn the lights on and you're wearing night vision goggles. It's blinding. I wonder. That's a really good question because I was thinking something similar. I'm like, oh, that must have been really fucking bright in the camera. But I'm like, oh my God, was someone looking through that? Also thinking about the Step Brothers thing. That person's dead now. They're totally. Exploded. They're blind. They're <laughs> yeah. so blind. It's so somber too, the way that all this is laid out for some reason. Yeah, the tone of it is very serious. And it's because Chad wants us to believe that this is the most definitive proof of ghosts that has ever been captured on film. Like when he first sees it, he acts like he's going to have a stroke or something like it has shaken the foundation of his beliefs and it could not look any more like a dude without a shirt on peeking around the corner. <laughs> like It doesn't look anything like a ghost and they're like it has no face it's dark it's dark i saw a face yeah it has a little bit of a face yeah but yeah he's skeptical what happens is he goes back to australia and there's this like convention and craig and his team are given this presentation about cockatoo island and he shows this footage and chad sees it and is like i give up that's the best ghost footage I've ever seen in my entire life. And if this is real, I belong to you now, Craig. 
Like he's really taken aback. Yes. And he does a really good job building up the drama before showing us this footage. And it reminds me a lot of The Conjuring in that it sucked. I fucking hated The Conjuring so much. And one of my problems with The Conjuring was that you don't see the monster for the longest time. And there's all this buildup and the movie is pretty good up Mm -hmm. to that point. And then you finally see that monster and it's just like a witch fucking hunched over on someone's dresser like it's like that's it i get why you didn't show us and it's the same thing here there's a lot of dramatic build-up to see in this footage and then you see it and it's like come on yes and all the nerdy replays of like this is it played at this speed with this zoom in and this color correction and it's like they all look like shit (laughs) they all (laughs) look like night vision footage you cannot put a filter on that and yeah, he's really building up the drama. And then at the end of all that buildup, there is just the silliest scene of him smoking a cigarette, like really deep in thought. And like it's black and white and slow motion. Like you see him blow the smoke out. And it's like, fucking get over yourself. This is not that serious. No, and he keeps bringing his family into the picture. He's like, well... I'm a dad now. I have a daughter. You know what this footage means for me? And I'm like, I don't know how this affects your daughter or your life, except for how do you have so much money that you can just keep traveling to Australia like this, my friend? Yeah. Also, all I ever hear about ghost hunting and spirits is if you're not careful, like you'll bring one home with you and it's going to fucking wreck shit in your house. Isn't it kind of irresponsible to have a kid and be a ghost hunter? I feel like you should take an office job on the ghost hunting team once you got kids. (laughs) I know people with kids aren't going to like that. People with kids who have aspirations to be ghost hunters. But I'm saying it to keep your kids safe. I'm a better parent than you are. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with that. So (laughs) that scene of him smoking the cigarette happens. And then he talks about investigating Cockatoo Island and how he heard and documented way more stuff than a person would usually find during a normal ghost hunting excursion. And it's like, do you want to slot some of that in, in place of those pictures of your kid? Because that would be way more interesting in this context, if I'm being honest. And so he at least implies that he thinks Craig Powell is faking this footage or he suspects it might be fake. And that's the part I don't believe. I don't think he ever really thought this footage was that good. No, because he's all vetting him. He's like, if I'm going to take you on this ride with me, you have to be willing to open yourself up to any sort of question I need to ask you about your background. Yeah. Like Craig Powell is asking the IRS for a break (laughs) on how much they owe in their taxes. And the IRS is like, all right, but we're going to audit the shit out of you. Make sure you're not lying. That is how Chad approaches this. He's like, listen, you've never been investigated like this. And it's like, again, citation needed. Craig's not a ghost. Like you are a (laughs) ghost hunter. Craig is a person. Like what kind of investigating are you going to do? Also, can we please talk about how much person looking tough who has no reason to look tough is my favorite genre of photo? It made me laugh so hard every time. All these pictures, these ghost hunting teams looking like, hey, we'll kick your ass. It's like, so what? You're looking for ghosts. It's just a bunch of nerds in uniforms. (laughs) I've seen this before. And their uniforms in particular look like security uniforms. Yeah, he's all talking about, yeah, they look so tough. It's like, 
Yeah, because they pose in every single picture with their arms crossed and they're all in like dingy basements. <laughs> I like when comics do it. I love <laughs> when there's like a comedy tour flyer and it's just four or five dudes looking like, do you want to fight? It's like, nope, I don't want to hear you tell jokes either. No, they're None not going to be good. None of it. So yeah, there's pictures like that in <laughs> this documentary. Cindy, Chad used to manage bands. I'm glad we found that out. Because I turned on this documentary and I was like, if there's one thing I want to know, it's did this fuckface ever manage a band? And yes. He sure looks like it. We see some video clips of the bands. And yep, they look like bands that would be managed by Chad Kalick, paranormal investigator. Yeah. Whatever you picture in your head, that's exactly who this band was. Yeah. It's not my thing. But hey, I'm sure they're great. And then, yeah, he does another thing where he shits on other ghost hunting teams, but then he shows all these poignant photos of Whisper, and they're not doing it for the money, man. They're doing it for the love of ghosts. Also, I don't know where I put it in the notes, but I don't want to skip it, but man, the part where he talks about how most ghost hunters make their money through day jobs, and that's why most ghost hunts (laughs) happen at night, that just felt way too real. That was that was so funny. It's like, yeah, highly relatable, highly relatable. (laughs) Harsh, man. But also, I don't think it's because of that. Why would you go ghost hunting during the day? Yeah, it doesn't seem like you'd get much. Yeah, especially if it's a place like this. It's daytime. It's just a park during the day. Everyone knows ghosts sleep during the day. Yeah, I'm going to be way more prone to walk through a haunted house if it's a daytime, like a confirmed haunted house, like. The government has put a sign up that says this shit's haunted. Don't walk through here unless you're tough like those whisper (laughs) fellas. If it's daytime, I might just do it because who even cares if you see a ghost during the day? It's like fucking stay in your lane, ghost. It is daytime. I'm not scared of you right now. The ghost is just trying to get through its day so it can go haunt at night. Yeah, it's just trying to rest up so it can be available For all these ghost hunters that are going to come at night. Ghosts have dreams too, okay? They pursue their passions at night, like us. They're just like us. They want to be on paranormal state. Yes, yes, they just want to be famous. (laughs) (laughs) So Chad decides he needs to investigate this team in their footage because they're, you know, filthy foreigners and all that. And how can their shit be real? So he calls up Craig Powell and basically says he wants to, yeah, we kind of talked about this. He's like, I'm going to fucking IRS audit your entire background over this. And it's like, shouldn't you start by confirming the video's real? Because if you're able to debunk that, you can just leave Craig and his entire family and extended family and his family's family and his family's family's friends and everyone that he's going to investigate to find out if this clearly fucking fake footage is real. Just do the video first. Yeah. But then, like you said, he proceeds to interview Craig, his wife, the entire Whisper team, and then he's like, all right, now I can watch the video more closely. (laughs) In the videos, these interviews are all, it's just him asking the same question over and over. He's like, look (laughs) me in the eye. Is this video real? It's like, man. Did Craig play rugby? (laughs) Gets so hung up on whether he really played rugby or not. It's so nuts. And I love how, in the interview where he's threatening to do this audit of Craig's background, at the end, Craig says, I've got nothing to hide, and it starts echoing. Oh, my God. Nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. 
foreshadowing alert. And yeah, this is when Chad delivers this quote. If this footage is real and I will find out, (laughs) then Craig has definitively proven that ghosts exist. And it's like, how? I mean, we'll link to just the video in the show notes if we can find it. So you don't have to watch this whole documentary, but am I crazy? It just looks like a dude peeking around the corner. It really does. A short person, a short king peeking around. Yeah, that becomes a thing. Like somehow fucking professional ghost hunter Chad Kalick, most thorough in all the land, for some reason at first thinks this thing is like eight feet tall. And then Craig's like, no, no, it was like four or five feet, something like that. It's very short. It's like kid, kid size. And it's like, well, how fucking thorough are you? And how good at this are you if you're also fooled that easily by pretty basic information about this video. Did you never ask? Never asked? Just so frustrating. And then they show like the comparison because Craig then goes and films his own footage of him standing in the doorway to compare to be like, wow, look how much more detail is in the footage when Craig, an actual human life person is there. That's definitely a ghost. And Here's the thing. I think they even point out later the ghost has more of a face than Craig. Yeah. And we know Craig has a face. So how is this ghost (laughs) Sir No Face? It should be Sir Some Face at least. Yeah. Why are we also referring to a child as Sir? (laughs) Exactly. Baby No Face. Baby No Face is what we should have called him. That's why this baby's running this house. I keep calling it Sir. Also, for one thing, when has a ghost ever moved like this in history. It blows my mind when later in this documentary, Chad's like, I've never seen a human move that way. It's like, I've only seen humans move that way. Yeah, people swing their arms. It's not out of the question. He's like, oh, well, you know, he floated. It's like, (laughs) that is Hollywood's interpretation of ghosts. That's not like a centuries long fact that all ghosts float. And why would it just peek around the corner at a camera? I don't think that's how ghosts operate. I don't think ghosts are like, let me give this fuck stick in a Fred Durst hat definitive proof that ghosts are real. <laughs> like, you got to work for that shit. They're not just going to show up. I've watched enough ghost adventures to know. You got to be nice. They're not on ghost adventures, and that's why shit never works. Those ghosts leave the room because the ghost adventures team lies. But at least the ghost adventures team lies to the ghosts. Chad Kalick is lying to us. I don't like it. <laughs> Well, I forget this part of the documentary. Were there people in the prison facility when this happened or was it just a camera? No, he goes to great lengths to say that all of these buildings were locked when this happened. And this okay, was just locked, empty. a camera. But I mean, we only really have his word and the whisper team's word. Well, actually, it's Craig's wife. Mm-hmm. But does she speak? Yeah, she's interviewed. She does. She does. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. But then after that, there's this extended montage of facts about paranormal beliefs. And it's like, are you selling me a haunted timeshare right now? Like, what (laughs) do you think I need all these stats for? Can we go find out if Craig faked this ghost? And it goes on a long time. And that's when we find out the thing about day The actual quote is day jobs and less noise are the primary reasons most paranormal investigations take place at night. It's so funny. It's so funny. I'm like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Big reason a lot of Unpops recordings take place at night, too. Less noise. 
lot less noise, guys. A lot less cars driving by. So after that montage, there's another fucking interview with Craig Powell about his background. And this is where we find out that Chad is very hung up on whether Craig's being honest about having played rugby before. And he makes such a big deal out of it. And you can tell his thing is like, well, (laughs) with someone who lied about rugby be honest about ghost footage. It's like fucking maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that there's a direct correlation between those two things. I also don't think Craig ever said, yeah, I played rugby on TV. He says, yeah, I played rugby at a high level. Like I'm a big dude and I'm like half Maori. Like, yeah. And I get the impression that when Chad asked, Craig named like a relatively large or like major rugby team, but he actually played for like one of their minor league teams is what it seemed like. Mm, Okay. And it's like, it didn't seem like a thing he was super duper bragging about. It almost seemed like kind of an offhanded comment. And Chad is like, what, what you played rugby. I'm going to find out if you're lying. And then it turns out he played like minor league rugby. Chad's like, I don't know what to think about this, man. He's like, why would someone lie about playing rugby? It's like, yeah, exactly. Why would someone lie about that? That's such a weird thing to lie about. I'm glad we got a lot of footage of that Maori wedding. I mean, don't get me wrong. Seems like a neat culture, but we're here to talk about ghosts. God damn it. And also it's not shit. I want to find out from Chad Kalick, paranormal investigator. I'm sure I could watch an actual documentary about that shit. It's fine. It's fine. Chad's trying to pad this out. I get it. And like all this time he's spending trying to convince me he's a stand up guy who is going to get to the bottom of this ghost footage makes me feel like he's not a stand-up guy and that I have no reason to trust him, actually. I don't trust anybody. None of them. They're all liars. <laughs> yeah. Only Sir No-Face is innocent in this. Yes. Don't hurt the baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. This podcast is just going to be us bitching mostly about... Because here's the thing. Not a lot happens. It's just him no. interviewing the same people, asking the same questions, and just reassuring us that... He's ethical and he's he's a stand up guy. And I just hate how self-righteous he's being and just like comparing himself in this whisper team to all these other people. And like they're doing it for the money and they're bad and we're good. We're pure. And like at one point he shows the Kardashians and it says famous for Kim's fuck tape. <laughs> it's like, man, do you know how many sex tapes didn't end in a billion dollar empire? Like, you think that's the only reason they're famous? You're a fucking hater. You're a hater. Turn your hat around. You're in your 40s, clearly. Disrespectful to Kris Jenner, the operator of the whole empire. Please, please. Yeah, I've always hated that. I've always hated that. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're just famous because of a sex tape. Man, there's lots of sex tapes out there, and they did not end that way. Anyway. (laughs) So, of course, he's taken this footage to the absolute be-all, end-all of video authentication. Like, there's no way he's going to half-ass that part. He's promised us he's going to get to the bottom of this. And there's another thing about Craig Powell that Chad keeps getting hung up on, which is that Craig, when Chad was grilling him, browbeating him about this footage, Craig says, well, I don't even really know an animator who could 
confirm or deny this footage. So I'm glad you're taking it to someone. And first of all, I don't know why an animator specifically, but I guess CGI, but Chad gets really upset about that. Like really upset because he shows uh, the opening credits of some YouTube thing that this whisper team did. And it's got all these like animation graphics for the credits. And the minute I saw it, I was like, that's some stock shit from inside a video editing software program. I edit videos on a program that's $79 and it's got all that shit in it. Like he doesn't need an animator for that. And Chad stretches this out so long. And finally, yep, that's the answer. He's like, that's fucking stock video editing stuff. I'm pretty sure Chad edits these videos himself. I hope. A hundred percent. And that's why Chad is like, well, look at all the editing that they did. It's like, yeah, of course you think that's impressive. That's like the level of editing you're also capable of, Chad. (laughs) That is aspirational editing for you, Chad. (laughs) Not an ear hair in the bunch in those whisper videos. (laughs) Craig keeps it tight. So... It turns out when I promised that Chad was going to take this footage to the most expert of all experts, he takes it to the guy who, quote, did all the animation for the Transformers. Really? Like all of it? Like which Transformers? Which property? Which movie? Yeah. All the movies? Any of the movies? Teams make those. Not one guy. Yeah. (laughs) Was it like an animated series from the 80s? Like who the fuck is this? (laughs) But he's really hung up on, man. The Transformers are going to get to the bottom of this. This guy is also like when he's like, okay, go and recreate this with your CGI technology that you use. The guy comes back as if you have no choice with CG, but to make it the most like high quality, clean edges (laughs) animation. It's like you couldn't just like blur this and make it super grainy. What? You could just do shitty CGI. Yeah, we've all seen Polar Express. It can be very bad. Yeah, we all know that exists. Just do it here. (laughs) You'll get away with it better because of the lighting. Just do that. Yeah, it all felt like this guy was just too quick to be like, yeah, bro, this is real. There's no way. It's like, I feel like there's a way. So you're telling me (laughs) none of the people who worked on Transformers could replicate this video. I believe that's not true. I feel like you or I could. It seems like it. We would just need to ask a young boy to pop his shirt off and peek around a corner while we point a blacklight camera with consent of the parents, obviously. (laughs) Sounds like a big, big crime to just walk up to a kid and ask him to do that. But I feel like there was a missed opportunity also for Chad to claim that Craig got his son to be Sir No-Face for this video. Because he talks about Craig's family quite a bit and they focus in on the son of like, oh, well, this is Craig's son. His wife has two other kids from a previous relationship, but this is his kid. It's like, well, maybe the kid got dressed up and made this fake ghost video. Yeah. He's about the same height and age. Yeah, there are so many possibilities. And maybe take it to more than one expert. That part. Can I get a few takes on this? If you get like six straight video experts in a row to be like, dude, we've been trying to do that. We can't even do that. We can't make an arm swing like that. First of all, I'm going to be like, oh, really? You can't? I've seen some amazing things. I've seen Avatar, which here's the thing. I haven't, but 
I know there's a lot of really impressive CGI in it. I feel like they could make an art. They make the tails bone, don't they? Yes, they do. But that's the thing. CG never moves quite like a human. No matter how good the technology gets, you can always still tell it's CG. I've never watched a thing in CG and been like, is that real? I, you can always tell. The uncanny valley is always there. Yeah. And with this, it does just kind of look like a human. This looks like someone peeking around a corner and then realizing they peeked around a corner they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like an intern on ESPN yes. peeking around the backdrop on Sports Center or something. Like that's what it looks like. But yeah, this is the part where he goes through all these interviews at his team's condo in Australia. And he's asking the same questions, but he's also editing in like all these slow motion video effects to make it seem like this is really hard hitting journalism. And it's really just him sitting each member of Whisper down and going, did you fake this? And then they explain why they didn't. No, they're like, no, Neva. Yeah, like any of them is going to be, yeah, sure did. (laughs) Yeah, we faked it. And the whole, again, the whole premise of, well, you have reason to fake this video because it will improve your life immensely. Like he says that. He says that to Craig Powell's wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you have every reason to fake this because it's going to improve your life. And it's like, how? Yeah, even she's like, I don't get how it would. It hasn't. We still do the same thing. Which I think kind of speaks to Chad's motivation for hunting ghosts. I think Chad's trying to get rich. I think Chad thinks he's going to have that eureka moment where he finds the right ghost footage And that is somehow going to turn into international fame and acclaim and a whole bunch of cash. And I don't see that happening. He needs to appreciate what he has. He has a lovely wife. He has an adorable little daughter. He lives in fucking Santa Monica and he gets to travel to Australia willy nilly whenever he wants. He gets to make these atrocious documentaries. I'm like, dude, I think you're living the dream. I don't know what more you want. Yeah, just go fucking hunt ghosts like an adult. (laughs) make a livable wage you'll be fine here's the thing though i am not not impressed that they licensed a jay-z song for this that had to be like 35 percent of the budget right that was a bit yeah even my roommate walks in he's like are they playing jay-z in this documentary and i'm like yep i wonder if jay-z knows (laughs) hey dude jay-z your your uh song is on a documentary that's only on tubi the ghost of Jay-Z is going to haunt the shit out of him for this someday. Oh, I hope. I really hope. I hope Blue Ivy comes back as a ghost child to haunt Chad. It's funny that we think Chad's going to outlive Jay-Z. That's a good point. <laughs> Jay-Z's so rich. He's going to live to be like 125. Yeah. And he's a raw vegan. Chad smokes. Yeah. It's not comparable. And fucking good for Jay-Z. Live to 150. Yeah. Also, though, that whole part of the documentary where he plays the Jay-Z song could have just been thrown into the Indian Ocean or whatever they're bordering there in Australia. It's the Indian Ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. Indian and Pacific. Also, I haven't mentioned so far that this documentary is broken up into chapters because it doesn't matter until we get to chapter seven, which is called Australian Government, comma, Indian Giving. Are we still saying Indian Giving? I don't think we, I mean, I get that we are. But he is. (laughs) He edited this. It's his choice. And it's so shitty to say it in relation to indigenous people from, I believe, Maori people. I 
think that's New Zealand, right? That is New Zealand. Yeah, been the, in, it would be so funny if he's been in New Zealand this whole time. <laughs> he just has no idea. They're just like, bruh, this is not Australia. What are you talking about? Do you know how long it takes us to get to your condo in Sydney? We fucking come to the right country, please. So <laughs> the end of the documentary is just kind of a podcast. It's a phone call between Chad and Craig. And this whole time... I have been waiting for this sanctioned by the Australian government part to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And this is where that is finally explained. And what it is, is there's a group that oversees this cockatoo island called Harbor Trust. And they wanted someone to look into these claims of ghosts because they wanted to do ghost hunting tours. So they're also looking to get rich off these ghosts. And sure enough, Craig, the man whose team will probably lead those ghost hunting tours someday, should they find evidence of ghosts, conveniently finds evidence of ghosts. That is how the Australian government is involved in this. It's the Harbor Trust. It's not the Australian government. Yeah, there was no grants for this. The ghost hunters had to pay their way to like get to the island and everything. Yeah. They make it sound like Australia deployed troops to <laughs> check this place out because it's so scary. Like the way they build it up and it's all just this footage of this kid, just this kid just leaning around a corner. And this is the part where the animator from the Transformers is researching the footage. And I love, love, love the part where they put the CGI version and the real version side by side, and they look nearly identical. Mm-hmm. But everyone in the room is like, see, completely different. It's like, will you circle where it's different? Like, show me on the doll where this is different. <laughs> Weird. But this is when they realize Sir No Face is a child. And then you're right, they keep calling him Sir. But it's so funny because earlier in the documentary, the guy's like, yeah, it looked like a white kid. And then later they're like, oh, but when Craig did his own footage for a recreation of this, we realized he's actually two feet taller than this ghost. And it's like, yeah, bitch, we fucking know. And the thing about that footage of the guy saying it looked like a little kid, it's not like that was buried in the Library of Congress or something. That's in the beginning of the documentary. That's footage from this documentary. Yeah, but they call back to it like it's a revelation. I'm like, yeah, I was paying attention when you first said it. (laughs) Oh, it's so weird. So I I don't know. They act like the fact that this is a child just completely changes everything. And they never explain why that changes anything at all. And then I just have in the notes this part at the end where he goes over all the questions is absurd. I don't even remember that part. I just put that in the notes. I don't know what was happening there. Do you remember? No, (laughs) Uh, no. My brain really wanted me to just forget everything from this documentary. It's it's been a struggle to retain any of this information and especially not that. I was kind of like just sitting there watching the credits of like, is there going to be other pertinent information or do I have to hear again how Craig took time off from ghost hunting to spend more time with his family and how... Chad found that admirable. The theme of this really seemed to be family. Here's the thing. I feel like the best documentaries, it's a bunch of footage, and then you kind of piece together what you want it to be. I feel like he set out with this with a very clear goal, realized he didn't have enough footage for that clear goal, and then just made the rest of the shit up. He did it backwards. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like he mementoed this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are being mean 
almost. But here's the thing. People got paid money to see this. Yeah. Like, Chad's fine. He made money off of us watching that. Well, it's on Tubi. I watched it on Tubi. Oh, hell yeah. Watch it on Tubi, everybody. I rented it on Amazon like a fucking what weirdo. What a fool. What a You're fool. welcome, Chad. Either way, he's probably getting some residge from this. I'm sure. He can probably still afford to live in Santa Monica. Guy, if you don't know Santa Monica, it's a very expensive place to live in Los Angeles. Very expensive. And also, I think he's kind of mean in this. He's really shitty to pretty much everyone else who's ever made a ghost hunting show except that criminal from Paranormal State and this team from New Zealand. Everyone else is just a scammer apparently. And it's like, what are you really doing that's so different aside from acting like you're more on the up and up than everyone else, which makes you seem more suspicious, Chad. I'm sorry. Also, there's three of these. I can't believe it. What more is there to say? If anyone has watched the other two, please tweet at us and tell us what new information was <laughs> discovered. Cause I'm not, I can't. I feel like I have to. Oh, Adam, Adam, At least the why? Second one. I'll watch it. I'll watch it myself. <laughs> Make Carrie watch one of them. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'll get in a really dark room, turn it on low and slow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Half the speed. I want it to take three hours. Pitch the voice at the same. It's going to be very off-putting. No one's going to want to watch it with me. Yeah, I don't know. I probably will. The second one is called Two-Face, the Gray, which leads me to believe now we're getting into aliens. So I guarantee it's going to be the same thing, but Craig found some alien footage or something. I could have read ahead. I could have watched all this. He took this on tour. Like he did a tour. Of this documentary? Of the Sir No-Face documentary, yeah. Wow. For the same, like, sad losers that watched The Big Red Sky or whatever it was called. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what that's about. So four, maybe we'll watch them all. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I think that's our episode, right? Yeah. Or should we find another 44 minutes of stuff about our families to plug in here? <laughs> Guys, shitting. I have no kids. I don't live in Santa Monica. Just shitting on other podcasts and pictures of dangerous kids. <laughs> that's what the next 44 minutes are going to be. Yeah, that's our episode. You can watch it. You can watch this free on Tubi or you can rent it on Amazon like I did. It's going to be in your history forever, forever and ever. I'm going to have to burn down my Amazon account and start a new one. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I just did a live podcast in New York City. If you weren't there, hey, you're a jerk. Come next time, I guess. What do you have to plug? Just follow me on all the things if you're not following me already at Cindy Aravina Jr. on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I don't use Facebook, so don't no, follow me there. No one uses Facebook no anymore. No one uses Facebook stop anymore. Stop it. If you're doing that, stop it. They topple democracies. It's like, I don't know, having friends in the CIA. Stop using Facebook. It's gross. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Cindy, say goodbye. Good boy. Sir No Face, say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you.